doctor. So we thought we need to make a dental practice that's enjoyable, that has wonderful customer service, that makes it easy. And we looked at businesses like Southwest Airlines. We looked at businesses like Pandora over here in the UK. We looked at businesses that weren't dental businesses to find how we were going to be special. And I think the difference maker is customer service and care. Like people want to be cared for. And a lot of dentists are greedy and they just want money. Whereas in fact, the difference made with us is we care about our patients and we put them first. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, this is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. And I have a special guest on the show today, Ed Chalinar. And he actually is an entrepreneur and business owner. So I'm super excited to get the opportunity to speak with him. So Ed, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Ed is the co-founder of Liverpool's most popular dental and medical aesthetics practice and one of the fastest growing independent dental practices in the UK. They have an enterprise level digital marketing suite and receive 35,000 users to their website each month and treat dozens of patients a day at their state-of-the-art airline themed dental practice in the city center. So Ed, I just wanted to ask you again, are you ready to speak to our IMCEO community? Yep, sure, far away. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So one of the first things that I usually do anytime that I have a guest on, especially on the IMCEO podcast, is just ask for your CEO story. So wanted to get an idea of like your background and what kind of led you to start your business. Mine's a romantic one. Can it be romantic? It can be. It can be. It's the perfect time for that. <laughs> okay. I used to be a barrister, which is an attorney, and I worked in London for five or six years, and I didn't like what I was doing. I was trying to help people, but as an attorney, you can't really help people. It's a kind of zero-sum game. I met my fiance, my now fiance. She was a dentist, and she was this wonderful dentist. She was at the top of the game, and she said, I want to start my own practice. So I said, let's do that. I'll quit my job. How hard can digital marketing be? <laughs> How hard can business be? Can't be harder than law, right? So I picked up a load of books and I started learning and uh, we started a little tiny practice together and it's grown into this wonderful place where I'm sitting now. Awesome. 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 And so I guess for your practice and everything, obviously that's a very romantic story. So I appreciate you. <laughs> I wish every, I'm sure every entrepreneur, which is each story can be as romantic. Yeah. Um, the, the, the women love it. They say, they say, so what's your why? What's your purpose? I'm just like, it's my fiance. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> I see, I see like a, I see a movie coming about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, could you tell us a little bit more about what type of products and services that you guys yeah, provide? Sure. We started with just an exam bed because to do dentistry, you need a lot of money. You need dental chairs, which cost 10,000 pounds a piece. You need dentists, associates who you have to pay loads of money to, they're like specialists. You need lots of equipment, you need x-rays, you need to be regulated, you need to have all of the forms in place. It is an incredibly expensive thing. Now, we couldn't afford that, we couldn't get funding. So what we did is we decided to swerve that idea. We thought rather than get two million pounds worth of funding, what we're going to do is we're just going to start with an exam bed, 
start doing unregulated activities, which are things like Botox and fillers. So we don't need a special chair or we don't need anything by law. And we're just going to get some patients together who trust us. And we did that. And I sat on the front desk in a tiny little room and MJ treated her patients and they became friendly with her. And one patient turned to two and two turned to 10 and 10 turned to a thousand. And what we were doing at the time is we were getting a relationship with our bank, with our business bank. And the business bank was seeing money coming in every single month and seeing money going out. And by the time a year had passed, we could show we just about broken even. And we went to the bank and we said, hey, we want to do dentistry now. Can you lend us some money? And they said, no. <laughs> so we went to a, a kind of lender of last resort, which is a, actually a European lending scheme called the MSIF. And they lent us some money as part of an entrepreneur scheme because we'd had this relationship with the bank and because we were a startup. So they gave us £7,500 each, which is about $20,000. And we got our first dental chair, we got our first dentist, we got our first decontamination room and an x-ray machine. And we started doing this tiny little dentistry operation. And then with the money that we made from that, the margins tripled when we were able to do dentistry. We were still doing aesthetics as well, but the business just started making money. And that money, we reinvested and we got another chair and then we got another chair. Then we got two more dentists. Then we got a hygienist and we've grown organically. And that organic growth has meant that we've also acquired patients organically and we've built relationships organically. So I think if someone had come to me two, three, four years ago, five years ago and said, hey, here's two million quid go and build SmartWorks, we'd have probably gone bust because I didn't understand business. I don't, I'd not read any books. I didn't understand digital marketing. We didn't understand how to hire people. So all of this kind of starting lean is good because it gave me breathing space to learn business and to learn all of the skills that you need to be a CEO. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, and growing organically gives you the opportunity to do that. And often a lot of people that start businesses, they sometimes think that revenue or money is usually the only thing that they have to worry about. If they had enough money, then you can be successful. But that's not always the oh, case. And it's no great way. that you guys were able to, to see that and start to develop, build those relationships and grow it organically. So as, your, as the revenue started coming in, you were able to invest and grow it even bigger. Yeah. Do, do you know what? There is one thing that will always solve your problems and it's not money, it's customers. It's customers. If you have customers that you've got relationships with, they will solve all your problems, all your hardships will go away. But just asking the bank for money, I don't know whether it was Warren Buffett who said, giving small businesses capital is like giving crack to kids. <laughs> like You're just going to waste it and you're not going to do the right things with it and you're going to just be in the position you were in when you first started out. There's another very worrying statistic. I know that 90% um, 90, 90 of businesses fail in the first year, 96% fail in five years. And if you get Series A funding and you're a tech company, well done, you've just doubled your chances of failure. That's a fact. Wow. Um, yeah, so organic's the way for me, man. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for a, a lot of businesses um, to definitely do it that way and then grow it organically, like you mentioned. So I guess one of the things I wanted to ask too was, what do you feel makes your organization or your company unique? Oh, this is a good question. We had this dumb idea. Our business, we came up with our business on a Virgin Atlantic flight. And we were like, how are we going to make a dental practice better than all the rest? Because we always wanted to be number one. There was, there was never any question of being just a little lifestyle business. We wanted to take over the world, like all entrepreneurs do. Mm -hmm. So we thought we needed a real good plan. And we were sitting there in the Virgin lounge. And we were like, dentistry is a little bit like flying. You know, nobody wants to get packed into a little aluminium tube 
with a bunch of stinking strangers and, and fly at 30,000 feet to wherever you need to go. But you have to do it sometimes. You just have to travel. And it's the same with cars. You have to travel. And if you travel in a great car, it's a joy. Or if you travel on a great flight, it's a joy. Or if you travel on a rubbish, delayed EasyJet flight, I don't know what you have over there in America, your low-budget airlines, it can be a disaster. So we thought we need to make a dental practice that's enjoyable, that has wonderful customer service, that makes it easy. And we looked at businesses like Southwest Airlines. We looked at businesses like Pandora over here in the UK. We looked at businesses that weren't dental businesses to find how we were going to be special. And I think the difference maker is customer service and care. Like people want to be cared for and a lot of dentists are greedy and they just want money. Whereas in fact, the difference made with us is we care about our patients and we put them first. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, and that can be a huge differentiator. But it's also awesome that you looked at other businesses outside of the industry, of the specific industry you were in to get ideas on how to differentiate. Oh, 100%. The first place we went was America because mm-hmm. dentistry in America is all privately paying. Whereas here we have the NHS where you can get it for free. So we looked at America. I joined all the American dental podcasts and it feels very American here. We've got three Americans working here. We've got people from all over Europe. I think we've only got two people from Liverpool, which is our our city who work here. So it's a real mixture and it represents our brand and what we do. We've gone out to the entire world looking for the best, whether it be business processes, whether it be staff, whether it be anything. We've looked for examples of the best and we've tried to emulate them and we've tried to model them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know one of the big things that we try to do whenever we have guests on the show is to provide like a what I call a CEO hack. So that might be a resource, it might be an app or a book or something that you feel has made you a better entrepreneur and business owner. Could you give us like maybe a CEO hack that's been instrumental for you? Oh man, that's tricky. Where do I start? Do you know, it's just, it's just reading it's books. So it's, if you want an app, the app is Blinkist, Blink IST, which is the one where you can read a book in 20 minutes. But what I find is I read the blinks to a book and then I want to go off and read the whole thing. I must've read a hundred books about business and about marketing and about pricing and about profit points and about aggressive competition. I've even read books about dentistry. So I would say that my Kindle and my audio books on my iPhone in the gym. That's my hat. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, I love those kind of short snippets of a book that you can get. It gives you enough to know that if you want to continue longer to spend that more of an investment of a time to read even more into that book. But that is a great hack to, to use. Another big question I had is what I call a CEO nugget. So that might be a word of wisdom. You've already gave us a lot of great concept, but there's, is there anything else you can think of that might be a word of wisdom or piece of advice you can give to other CEOs? Yeah, I'm going to say raise your prices, guys. Don't be the cheapest. You, you always think as a new business, when you're starting out, when you're a founder, oh, we need to gain market share. That's number one thing on our list of things to do. And to gain market share, how are we going to do it? We're going to reduce our prices. We're going to be the cheapest. Well, remember... There is always going to be someone who is cheaper and price is one of the only ways that customers can judge the quality of a product. So if you are cheap, you are going to remain cheap. You're going to have cheap customers, you're going to have cheap business and you're not going to make any margin. So price yourself, double your prices. That's my nugget. I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely. You, and then you start to attract the people where you may not necessarily want to attract those people. So that's an yeah, awesome nugget to implement in, into our businesses. 
But one of the, the most exciting things that I get to do is to ask different CEOs, whether it be people that are starting in their parents' garage or people that have big, huge companies, like exactly what it means to them to be a CEO. So I wanted to ask you, Ed, what does it mean to you to be a CEO? It means responsibility. It means the world of responsibility. I, I come to work and I see machines that I'm responsible for. I see people that I'm responsible for. I see whole lives that rely on us to know what we're doing so that they can function. And that is sometimes can be very stressful. And a lot of founders, I want to warn you, if you think that you're going to start a company or if you think that the boss is going to go away, you are wrong because you become the worst boss in the world. <laughs> You've become the worst boss of you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Ed, I truly appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. I know you're juggling a bunch. What I wanted to do was just give you the floor again, just to see if there's anything additional you want to tell our readers and our listeners. It could be words of wisdom or just anything else additional about your business. And then yeah. the second part is just is just for the best way for people to get a hold of you. Okay. I'd say one of the most transformational things for us has been people. So learn how to hire. There's a book called Who? And there's a book called Top Grading. You need to read those. They must have reading. And also in terms of marketing, people, small businesses, they think, oh, we've got to do direct response marketing. Let's do face, let's do marketing on LinkedIn, let's do Google AdWords. It's all about inbound. If you want quality leads and quality patients, if you don't have a great big resource of salespeople, or if it's just you and maybe a small team, you need to do inbound. So that means going out there, writing some great articles, optimizing them for SEO and getting ranked on the search engine. That's the way that small businesses, especially local ones, will be doing it. The kind of outbound marketing, lead chasing, spending money to make money. You need financial clarity to do that. And small businesses oftentimes don't have the financial clarity they need. And they may be actually losing money when they think they're making money. So turn yourself into an author. You, you've got this thing that you love. It's your baby. It's your beautiful business. Write about it. Build some relationships with bloggers. Build some relationships with the press. Tell the world. And that will pay dividends that you will not believe. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely. It's insanely important for entrepreneurs and business owners to be very strategic about what it is that they're doing. And that's awesome uh, word of wisdom that you gave us as well. If you need to contact me, it's ed at sexy dentistry. S-E-X-Y-D-E-N-I-S-T-R-Y. So sexydentistry.com. You can also just hit up Smileworks Liverpool. That's our website. And I love answering questions from people starting businesses. I, I've got loads of EOs and I just like helping people. So uh, yeah, hit me up on your business email and I'll answer you. Sounds like a plan. And we'll have those notes in the show notes just in case anybody wants to follow through. But thank you again, Ed. I appreciate it. No problem. Great to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.